0: When you're in the United States, or if you've ever had an American friend or colleague, it really seems like there are so many rules, and you just keep breaking all of the rules. Nothing seems to make sense. Well, today, I'm going to give you those new rules. You're listening to Living in English 365 by Paradigm English. Welcome to Episode 91, How Americans Make Foreigners Uncomfortable. Paradigm English. Hello, hello, and happy holidays! This is Ashley Roan from Paradigm English and the Living in English 365 podcast. Today I am going to talk about a couple of things, especially if you are trying to work with more English speakers, especially Americans, and well, I guess if I guess you could say if you're doing like business English or uh, something like that. I have a couple of things. I think I've got maybe four or five here that I really think um, will help you. Now, some of these may not be weird for you if you've had a lot of experience with people from America, the United States, Canada, or even the UK. Um, these probably won't seem super strange to you, but it's still might be some rules that you are breaking and I want to tell you about these. So um, these are some that my students have told me were, were super weird for them whenever they came and also some problems that I had whenever I lived overseas. So if you're new here, I'm gonna say welcome. Click below to get yourself a free, a freebie freebie guide for new listeners. Click below to get that. Let's get started. Okay, the first one has to do with like smells. And in particular, like fragrance. When we talk about fragrance, you can have a good fragrance and it smells nice, or you can have a bad fragrance that stinks, right? In general, I'm not talking about um, perfume or cologne. So females wear mm, perfume and males wear cologne. I, um, when I was an undergraduate student, so my freshman year, my first year at university, there was a guy from Venezuela and he told me how he had gone to the department store, um, which is the mall, a really big store in the mall. And he wanted to get perfume and he kept asking for perfume, perfume, and he was confusing the saleswoman, And she was like, no, you, you don't buy perfume if it's for you, because he was a man she was explaining to him men wear cologne and women wear perfume and of course he wanted cologne but he was kind of doing a direct translation so we love perfume here my mom in particular i don't know anyone in the world who has more perfume than her except maybe i don't know dior or chanel or something you know my mom is obsessed with perfume and she feels like she's gonna die if she doesn't spritz perfume on okay, is anybody else's mom like that or is it just my <laughs> some people collect cars or books she collects perfume. So, um, it's actually very difficult to find unscented things in this country. So if you come from a culture that does not use a lot of scented products, it doesn't have to be perfume. It could be hair um shampoo, or it could be conditioner or deodorant, lotion, whatever. it is extremely difficult to find unscented stuff because I don't like scented things. So that's something that I find, a lot of people seem to be a little bit surprised about when they come here. And if you have allergies, you might wanna keep that in mind. Or if you are um, working with somebody who has allergies to these types of things, keep these in your mind, um, just your fragrance and the way you smell. Of course, it's important to smell clean. In some cultures, you're not wearing deodorant or something Americans will always, like 99% of the people in the United States, in Canada, UK, they are wearing deodorant. They don't want to smell bad. They want to smell clean. Now, what these scents are, are different. It can be mint. It can be, um, I don't know, some woody type stuff or, or flower, floral type scents. It doesn't really matter, right? Okay, I think another one has to do with like grooming or I'll just call it like appearance. If you are working in an environment and maybe in your culture, um, you are allowed to just kind of look however you want. It doesn't matter. You can come to work wearing dreadlocks or dreads. For shorter locks, they, they all mean the same thing, or cornrows, braids. Um, you can wear your head wrap or head scarf, tattoos and piercings or whatever. In the United States, in corporate places, that is not seen as um, professional. So you really have to read your employee handbook And make sure that your grooming is in line with company policies or you will be, you know, in trouble, I would say. Even in school. So if you have kids um, and they're in like kindergarten to 12th grade or something like that, um, a lot of schools will not allow them to have facial hair. So if you have a really big beard um, and you work in corporate Settings, you may be asked to shave it off because it's not really seen as clean. Although it may not be so strict, it just depends where you are working. Now, I'll give you an example. When I was teaching in a school a few years ago, I have my nose pierced and it's been pierced for like more than 10 years. And they made me actually take it out. I could not be in the classroom with my nose pierced. It's a very tiny piercing, like it's very small. It looks like a piece of glitter on my nose, but I still had to take it out, which I was not very happy about, (laughs) just saying. And I had some friends that had tattoos, visible tattoos. I also have a tattoo, but it is not visible. So my friends had one on their chest or their foot or something. And if you have tattoos, you're going to have to cover them. So either you wear a type of makeup, you always wear long sleeves or a long collar, or you if, if it's just a, a small thing on your chest or hand or something, you'll have to put a Band-Aid over it or something like that. So... You know, I remember a few years ago, I was sick and I went to the hospital and um, the nurse, it was a male nurse there, and he actually had a huge Band-Aid on him to cover up his tattoo. The other thing that I have heard some people say is that Americans love their pets. And it's true. We're kind of obsessed with our pets. We love them. They're part of our family. Um... You know, most of the time, if you come visit us, we're not going to put them in a room somewhere like they are part of the family. They live there. You don't live there. So respect the animal like, you know, it's their house, too, because it is. People will spend so much money on their pets. They take them with them everywhere. They'll put them in clothing. Although I can say that at least where I'm from, people do not usually take their pets like into a restaurant. You are not going to see that. Why? I don't know. When I went to Italy for the first time, I was shocked. Like, this woman has her dog in a restaurant? What the hell? I couldn't believe it. I just kept looking at her and I was like, what are we doing here? Why is your dog in here? We're eating. Like, your dog has fur everywhere. I don't want his fur in my food. Um, What if people are allergic? And I think that, in part, is why Americans don't generally take their animals into places like that or like the mall, for example. However, there are some other states where it's pretty liberal. You can kind of do whatever you want. But where I'm from, it's not liberal. It's conservative. So if you um, don't really like animals, you might want to choose a less liberal area to be in or, you know, consistently be allergic, um, have your allergies triggered by these pets. They're everywhere. The other thing that I can say is that, and and I believe I've said this several times, silence. If you're from a culture that silence is okay, it's not a big problem, you are going to be making a lot of people uncomfortable in the United States. We don't like silence. If we're talking and there's a group of us and it goes silent, somebody will start talking. Silence to us signals many things. The number one thing is that there is a problem. And so if there's a problem, well, you know, it could be a bad thing. So usually somebody will start talking. But if you are talking one-on-one with somebody and you're from a culture that silence is okay, guess what? You're not going to get to finish thinking or finish your thought because then American, they're going to start talking. Um, so keep that in mind. It's not necessarily a rude thing. It's just a cultural thing. And... um You just have to be mindful of that if you are working with Americans or in American settings. I can also say that because of that, we do end up talking to a lot of strangers. Like we're super friendly. And I talked about that last week. Um, We'll talk to strangers. We'll help a stranger. Um, You know, we like that chit chat. Some people say it's just useless stuff. It's just small talk or whatever. But you know, some people, they do make friends from that. And because of that, I think America is not the worst place to be an expat in or to be in business settings. Um, yeah, just wanna throw that out there. It's easier to make friends here and you'll feel a lot more comfortable. It can be very strange at first if you're not used to it, but you will become used to it. And I've heard several people, when they go back to their their home countries, they're like, gosh, I really miss that about America. Um, I remember when I lived in France, <laughs> I knew very well that this was not the French culture and I didn't care. Um, you know, I wanted to talk to somebody. I felt very sad and isolated. So I said, I don't care, I'm gonna do it. So I was in a grocery store and I smelled this candle and it didn't smell great. And I told the woman standing next to me in French, like, well, oh, this candle doesn't smell good. And I just was laughing internally because one, I, you know, I'm very American, that's so American. And she looked shocked like, oh, why are you talking to me? <laughs> and then she just kind of nodded and was like, okay. <laughs> And another time when I was taking the um, train back from Paris to where I lived in Clermont-Ferrand, which is near Lyon, in France, I remember uh, my parents had sent me um, this care package and, you know, I'd had some American stuff and my favorite chewing gum. And I had my chewing gum and I thought, hmm, I know I shouldn't do this, but I'm going to ask this guy sitting next to me if he would like a piece of gum. Of course, I knew it was weird and I just wanted to kind of bother him a little bit. (laughs) i know i was being petty but whatever so i asked him and he was shocked and he was like no no thank you and then you know after a minute or two he was like yeah actually i would like a piece and so he took the piece and he said "Mm, you're not from france are you (laughs) of course not i'm not from france it's never happened to me when i was in france so just keep that in mind that people will maybe start talking to you and you might make a new friend All right, the last one I wanna talk about is, um, I guess, directness. I know a lot of people say Americans are direct. Some people say Americans aren't direct, that we don't say what we mean. And I think really when people are saying that, they don't actually understand how we do directness and what it means when when it seems as if we are not saying something direct. Um, How we do it is kind of an entire topic for a different podcast, so you can tell me below if that's what you would like. I can totally do that. No problem. But Americans are direct. You know, we do, um, want people to maintain, which means keep eye contact with us. And I know it can be weird. Don't like stare at somebody and look evil or something. That's not what we mean. We want you to maintain the eye contact to show that you are interested, to show that you understand what we are saying. And people who are looking away from us or looking somewhere else, um, looking around them, for example, it shows that you are not interested in what we're saying. And well, it's very rude for us. So keep that in mind. I know maybe your culture, it doesn't mean that, but it means that here. Also, it could mean that you are not being honest and Americans will not like that. So uh, keep that in mind. And also when we talk about directness, I guess that's one way to be direct, but also with our words. I told you last week, if an American does not know, they will tell you, I do not know. And that's fine we're directly telling you if we can help you or not, if we have that information or not, or what have you, whatever it is. And I know a lot of cultures don't do that. But anyway, this is just a couple of things that um, Americans do that make um, other people feel uncomfortable. It's just a culture thing. And though there are rules in every single culture, these are just a few in the American culture. So those of you who are um, wanting to come work in the United States, are already working in the United States, or you work with a lot of Americans, keep these things in mind. Now, I can make other podcasts about this. So you can leave me a message below if you want to know more. But that's really all I have for you now. I wish you happy holidays. Have a blessed time with your family. And this will be the last podcast for, well, before Christmas. So I'll see you guys maybe in the next year. Happy New Year and happy holidays from Ashley Roan and... Pair name English.